three, two, all right. Welcome back after a week off. People are refreshed and ready to roll. We are the sad fan where we talk about the good, the bad, and everything that made you sad. And there's a lot going on right now, but a lot of it has to do with stuff in the news, not actual stuff on the field. And the first place we're going to start is the NFL. Because the NFL found itself in the news with Old Man Fights Part 2. We already did Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher last year. And now we've got Part 2 with Nathaniel Hackett, Sean Payton, and Old Man... Uh, what's he taking now? What's what's his drug of choice, Aaron Rodgers? It's not Ayahuasca. Salvia. Ayahuasca. Thank you. Oh, Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Old Man Ayahuasca Rodgers who moves to New York and just goes, you know what? I'm going to legalize everything here. I will make it happen because I am Aaron <laughs> freaking Rodgers. <laughs> so, Fear and loathing in New York. <laughs> Fear and loathing, exactly. And that is what he has chosen. He kind of looks like it, too, a little bit. He, he, he looks a little gaunt. A little gaunt, got hurt right away. He looks like he's been in an ayahuasca tent for about, you know, 10 years. Now, I mean, but you're stuck in Green Bay. So, oh, sorry, Green Bay. You're going to catch a stray here. I mean, that might put me in an ayahuasca tent as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, this can't be my reality. This can't. I need to find an alternative reality. How can I do it? Mind-altering substances in a very hot tent. They got lots of booze and cheese. They do have yeah. lots of booze and cheese. Uh, so, right now, the the news coming out of these two camps is... And we're going to get notes from each each thing, each thing that has happened. Sean Payton said, essentially, uh, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm definitely aggregating what he said. He said Nathaniel Hackett sucks. And I found that hilarious. And, and, and Wes, you have notes. Does Nathaniel Hackett suck? Uh, here, wait, hold on. <laughs> uh, yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> So with with Neil Haggett being absolutely terrible, and if you look at his coaching tree, he's really not done anything without a, an amazing quarterback like you know Aaron Rodgers, who regardless of me teasing, is probably one of the top four or five quarterbacks over the last twenty years, right? It just Fair. depends on where you rank Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, uh, and Aaron Rodgers in that ranking system. But yeah. Still top four quarterbacks over the last 20 years. They've dominated the game. They've owned all the metrics. And until Sir Patrick Mahomes, but but he wasn't on the radar until about three years ago. I mean, he's only so, been in one Super Bowl. He has. He has. But it could be due to, you know, Nathaniel Hackett being terrible. All right? That, that could be it. And he was stuck with Mike McCarthy waddling around the sideline for those 20 years. He was stuck with his front office never drafting a skill player, only drafting players on defense and going, well, we have a great defense and a great quarterback, and then watching him go out there and play backyard football to make something happen. Like, yeah, it's really hard to win when you're just a quarterback. People forget that there is 11 other guys, uh, pardon me, 10 other guys on the field while you're doing these things. But what what did Aaron Rodgers say back to Sean Payton? Well, he said... Keep my quarterback's name out your mother freaking mouth. Real original. But do you think that was like the best comeback, Chelsea, for him to come at 
<laughs> Sean Fadewood. No, I mean that is such like that is the take that you say when you have literally no original comeback. And the thing <laughs> is, is that he had time to prepare. Yeah. You know, before he was before he was asked this, and he mm-hmm. still just had absolutely nothing, and was like, "No, keep his name out of your mouth." Like, okay, like he knew he was going to get asked too. You yeah, know, you're absolutely. going to get asked. <laughs> absolutely. I mean. Just why wouldn't you prep some other like actual response? But just that is so weak. It's very He's sad. like use use real words, Aaron. Don't just <laughs> imitate Will Smith at the Oscars, please. Use real words and 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 tell us how you feel. And then Sean yeah. Payton did what I absolutely hate. He backtracked. He backtracked. He just owned it. He should have been like, yeah, he sucks. Can you imagine how hard my job has been since I took over, having to undo all of this screwed up mess? Well, let's not let's let's not shy away from. There's also some benefits to Sean Payton saying it, like hedging his season. He's he's hedging a little bit, Wes. Yeah, isn't he? a little bit. Just... <laughs> I I could see it. Like, oh well, you know, it wasn't me. It was my predecessor over here. You know, if, that kind if of we thing. suck, but... it was his fault. Just so yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, that's how they do it in politics. Why not in football? Yeah. I've been working 80-hour weeks to undo what this guy did. <laughs> Give me some slack. And, and Wes, you said something pretty funny about Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, he's only played in one Super Bowl. Can you just, again, I know I keep doing this, but remind me, how many has Sean Payton been in? Yeah, it's just the one. It's just just the one. So, hey, Sean. It should great... be two. Okay, they got screwed over. Okay. Well, and then I'm you also had the Minnesota that. miracle. People forget about that because of how bad they got got on the pass interference play. But yeah, that's what the I'm, Minnesota that's what miracle, I was talking about. I, I know, but the Minnesota yeah, the miracle guy. was also pretty bad. Like no one expected Stefan Giggs, Stefan Giggs, Stefan Diggs to catch that ball on the sideline and score a touchdown. You <laughs> right. know, so so they've gotten got a couple times in New Orleans, but. I'm sorry. Don't put yourself in that position. You, he's had one of the better teams on paper since 2014, 2015. Okay, you gotta you gotta overachieve there, Sean. If you're so great, and if Nathaniel Hackett is so bad, also Sean Payton had, I think, one of the quarterbacks I mentioned, if I'm not mistaken, in the top four quarterbacks over the last 20 years, right? Uh, Mr. Okay. Drew Brees. Yeah, Mr. Brees. So when we really break yeah, this story down. When we really break this story down, hey, you're both underachievers. You both had obstacles in your way, of course. You can't make it all happen. But now I revert back to what Wes said. Lean into it. In fact, I hear there's a Jake Paul, Nick Diaz fight that's about to go down. And maybe we could just get Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett on that circus of a card where they could just throw down with each other the opening fight yeah just be the opening Why not? just get it all old man fights 12 <laughs> can we can we get zuckerberg and uh musk on that card too no elon's no. Mo- e- elon's mom said no elon's mom said elon is a very fragile boy he doesn't really I mean, know what he's saying and he could get hurt i mean we know zuck would whoop his butt <laughs> you know what zuckerberg oh. so so on one of is our other properties belt? So in on, on, on one of our other properties, Popcorn and Beers, we reviewed a movie called Foxcatcher. Okay, and in Foxcatcher, uh, the DuPont family, 
start a training center for the USA Olympic wrestling team. And it's not the family, it is the son. And I can't remember his first name, I think it's John. John, du I'm just going to call him John. If it's not his name, fact check me later, I don't care. But John DuPont decides he wants to be the reason why they're successful, and he learns how to wrestle. And he be he wins a tournament that he sponsors. John DuPont wins a tournament that he sponsors, and there's a little like uh, indication that it's due to bribery, right? Because it's the richest family in the United States at the time. That's what Zuckerberg's black belt reminds me of, Wes. That's exactly <laughs> an awkward. When you say he's a black belt, I say how much did he pay for it? See, the thing is, I think I think he he has access to the best instructors in the world. He has so... access to the most money in the world. <laughs> so I think he's actually a pretty good fighter, and I think he would whoop the crap out of Elon. Oh, I mean, like, I guess I, that's where my money would go, but I also don't think he's uh, that great of a fighter. I think he's a fighter I mean, for, with for, like, a spoiled billionaire who's, like, probably never been in an actual fight. There you he, go. When we, when, we, when we put it on that uh, curve. Yeah, when we include the yeah. caveats in there. Would, yeah. would, he, would he, like, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with, like, an actual fighter? No. Wes, I don't think he'd but go toe-to-toe like, -to -toe with you. I think he would kick my ass. Wes, you would just run for a hundred miles around him until he gets tired. Wait, I mean, you were a yellow belt in karate before you quit, so I mean, oh, is yellow belt equivalent to billionaire black belt? I was actually that purple belt. Oh, and a purple belt. So you were the Barney belt. Okay. The, the Barney belt might be equivalent. I don't know. Like, if we did a range of what is a billionaire belt. Right? What's a billionaire brown belt actually? Well, maybe it's a white belt. You know, what's, <laughs> what's when we really dove into this, we can figure out maybe Wes and uh, Zuckerberg are equals. Man. It's been a while. I think we're getting off the rails here. <laughs> I, I think intellectually, Wes, you definitely have him beat. Because I don't think that Threads worked out. I think Threads is doing really bad. Because I looked at threads and I was like, man, that seems like a cool alternative to Elon Musk's X, which I still call Twitter. And it's... Uh, Cease and uh, desist. It's very, it's very interesting to me that all of a sudden that got tanked. And I think what Elon Musk... About? Threads? Yeah. It's like dead. Like people no, are it's on not. it. It's so bad. It's... I'm sorry. I, this is getting completely oh. off rails. But yeah, no, I okay. actually, Roll I find that like every day, it, like just gets a little bit better. Like that there's more people that are coming on. I'm finding more of the people that I followed previously on the other yeah. app. I mean, there's a lot of issues with it for sports reporting specifically. <laughs> no, because you can't, because okay. right now there's no search function. There's no able to like I mean... jump between who take, who has what take. That's so, I mean, important. that is a little bit difficult. Everything's just kind of like a timeline, and that is frustrating, but it seems like that's rolling out soon. I mean, they just didn't have the benefit of, like, you know, a year-long... Yeah, because okay. you know, one of my hold, favorite hold things on. about X is I can just search for Raiders, and then I can see all the bad takes that people like Fry have. I don't know. All my takes have been pretty spot on. But <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the Raiders, I haven't been off yet. They didn't do anything last year. It looks bad this year. All the reports coming out of training camp is Jimmy G sucks. Now, I have to go back to Chelsea defending the honor of Zuckerberg's threads with 
They don't yet have a search bar. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. The billionaire cyber boom, a lot of that was Lycos, Ask Jeeves, Yahoo. Uh, what yeah. are all these what do all these companies have in common? They're all search engines. I They're know. All that would be the first thing I would think is I probably need something to search this stupid website so yeah. that we can organize our thoughts. So so no. Okay, I'm glad you're telling me that it's getting better because I got on within a couple days. I was like, this sucks. And I was right back on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you, Wes. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking that that's what happened to Colorado, Chelsea, as we transition seamlessly into your story. Colorado went to the pack, and after a couple years, they're like, you know what? I don't like the weather over here. Uh, we've only been able to win a total of six games since we've been in this conference. I think we need to go back to the Big 12. What's going on there? Uh, you know, in this whole realignment, this whole uh, chasing the media dollars uh, discussion has just been absolutely insane. And Colorado mm -hmm. did kind of shock everyone by uh, playing their cards first, but... Well, that's just the way the cookie freaking crumbles over here. So, and the interesting thing too is that it seems like the Pac-12 is made out of these little mini alliances because mm -hmm. Utah has come out and said, "Well, wherever Colorado goes, that's where we're going," which is that's okay. An odd alliance. Fine. The Arizonas are sticking together. Cal and Stanford have made their own little pact. UW and Oregon are bros till the end. They hate each other so much. And yet they're just in this suicide pack together. Wherever you go, I go. They're, they're they only... know that they're, each other is best for business. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the two most profitable going. schools in the PNW. It, yeah. Exactly. And they are only going together as a pair. Screw Oregon State, screw Washington State. And uh, one of my buddies made a joke today. He said, wouldn't it be funny if Oregon State and Washington State were the only two teams left in the Pac-12 and they just took all the money revenue and split it between them? I mean, Those NIL, I NIL, times. Those NIL deals would look pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing is, is so Colorado is going to the Big 12 and mm. their money share of revenue is $31.7 million in media revenue. Yeah. Right now, the Pac-12, their current payout is $37 million a year per school, um, sp spread evenly. And so it's really funny that's when you compare that. under the old one that consists yes, of USC yes, and UCLA. I understand. I understand that it's under the previous revenue sharing agreement. But still, I'm saying that they left potentially leaving money on the table, right? Um. And FSU is talking about doing the same thing, basically, to the ACC and breaking up that conference as well. Yeah. And that's Miami as well. I mean, the, the ACC revenue is $39.5 million a school. It is up there. Like, where are they going to go that's going to give them such a big jump in money that makes it worth breaking up and SCC. ruining things for everyone else? I mean, it's just kind of crazy. The spread between most of the... for everyone else is such a funny way to put it as if the commissioners <laughs> weren't the ones that ruined everything. No, I, I know, everything I know, else. I know. You're right, you're right. It's... But I mean, like, it's just... Uh, we're, we're talking about just such 
small amounts of money in the spread of, you know, what's the difference between these schools. And I mean, yeah, yeah okay, the Big 12, $31.7 million in media deals versus the SEC's 49.9. That's mm-hmm. a bigger spread. That's something that You're makes a You're looking at a, a sense, difference but... of 11 to $12 million. I mean, the thing is, these schools just want to... Like, they don't like sharing the money, like, getting the same yeah. cut as, like, yeah. a smaller school. Yeah, well, so... And so it's... It's so, great. Absolutely, and I completely agree. But what's really, really sad is... And, Fry, you had a really good point about it being the commissioners. These commissioners do create these massive media deals. And you look at... You compare what the Pac-12 has been offered this week, which is just... <laughs> Hey, we can offer a paid app on Apple TV for twenty dollars a month, and um, we can offer a playground. We, I mean, like we're not going to pay you, but here's a yeah. playground. Well, Maybe we so throw gets, a couple posts. Well, it, it gets worse. Yeah, it gets true. worse though because the Apple TV deal would only include the syndication of the games, so only the broadcast. It yeah. would not include the production costs. That would have to be eaten. By the schools yeah. as they play the games, so, so cutting which into is their not revenue budget. How this often works? Yeah. I mean, compare this with what the B1G, as I call it, the Big Ten, has in their media contracts. B1G, Fox, CBS, NBC, and the Big Ten Network. Yeah. What do we do? Eventually, Notre Dame's I mean, going to have to pick a side. Should, should we go back in time to when um, er, er, it was? Texas and Oklahoma were wanting to join the Pac-12. What and, a day. And we said no because the because of the Longhorn Network. Yeah. We were like, no, Texas has to get rid of the Longhorn Network. And Texas was like, we're not getting rid of it. And then we just were like, okay, we don't need you. We're in a better position anyways. Well, and and then, the absolute refusal to to broadcast on DirecTV for whatever yeah. reason. What's also then, funny – go ahead. So, like two years ago – after Texas and Oklahoma finally decided to bolt for the SEC, yeah, like they had the option to bring in like the like the four like six next best schools from the Big Twelve, including like Kansas, Texas Tech, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and they said no. They said we don't want you guys. We're better without you. No, the Pac-12 looked... commissioner, his whole his whole legacy is of misses. He he hasn't <laughs> hit a single bullseye. Because he also took less money to create the Pac-12 network, this which all on him. It's it's I guess scared money don't make none, but like their writing was on the wall. Sign with ESPN, sign with CBS, sign with sign with a big network so that you can get big right. money. And he just no, this is the smarter decision. And it wasn't because here's the thing: outside of Oregon, UCLA, and USC, no one cares. Sorry, yeah. Stanford and Cal, but that's the truth. No one's watching. And I'm not referring to your markets. Sure, people in Berkeley are going to watch Cal. Sure, people in Palo Alto are going to watch Stanford. Sure, people in, you know, Beaverton, Oregon are going to watch, or it's Corvallis, right? Are going to watch uh, the uh, Oregon State Beavers. All right? But outside of that, outside of those markets, no one cares. You, you don't have leverage. The only way yeah. you could have gotten leverage is put them on a big network and hope, you know, like Oregon State did last year, they have a decent season to start attracting people to watch. They're like, oh, I don't know about this team, right? You have to build intrigue because if you don't, and I didn't even mention UCLA, by the way. Like, UCLA is also not a school that people really turn into see outside of basketball. 
since the mm-hmm. 80s. I, I wish yep. they were. I wish they were, but they're just not. So he he missed every single shot he took. That's not good as a commissioner. And he somehow he stayed in power. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty it's pretty terrible. And it has led to this absolute like just breakdown across across the country honestly because everyone's trying yeah. to figure out what slot does everyone fit into and you know stanford stanford and cal were actually rejected by the big 10 previously they had kind of made some some you know some proposals they had kind of floated it out there they were told absolutely not but then it turns out that the big 10 was actually like hey stanford we might be interested if you can make this work with notre dame well, Notre Dame into this, you've got a spot. Yeah. So Cal might just be left standing in the breeze with Oregon State at this point, yep. like just trying to figure out what's going on. But the other thing too is that it, the Big Ten has also been courting UNC and UVA. Am I? Like, they're not just looking at the West Coast as you know possible pickups. They're also yeah. looking at stuff that's going on in the ACC as well, trying to figure out if that's something that could potentially make sense. The big this jewel. Is getting nuts. The big jewel. Like, yeah, cool. UNC, Virginia Tech, who cares? But no, Virginia. the big UVA. jewel, the big jewel <laughs> that all these teams are, these conferences would love to see is Notre Dame. And Notre Dame has a television uh, deal with NBC, right? But Notre Dame, mm-hmm. despite being not good, no matter what any human wants to tell you over the last, you know, since 1958, Notre Dame. <laughs> So that was mean. <laughs> Notre Dame has a huge fan base despite all of these things. So if you mm-hmm. can get Stanford, you've already got Michigan, you've already got Michigan State, you could get Miami, you could get a basically a rivalry game almost every week with Notre Dame. So yeah. that's probably what's going on there. It's like, hey, yeah. if, we, if we get Stanford in, maybe Notre Dame will think about it. If we get Miami in, maybe Notre Dame will think about it. But it, it, everyone's vying for Notre Dame. ACC was vying for Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a big property when it comes to the college football yeah. world. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Go ahead, Wes. Oh, I was just gonna say. I feel like Notre Dame's the domino. Like if Big Ten gets Notre Dame, then it's kind of game on. They're just gonna pick up everyone they can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's. Uh, I think we're looking at, uh, as Wes correctly pointed out, maybe a uh, a big two. And a half brother in the Big Twelve, <laughs> like a weird half brother that's just hanging on in the Big Twelve. Thanks TCU yeah. for screwing that up for all of us. Because whatever, I'd rather at this point have two conferences, and like the NFL does, and just figure that two conference system out, than have uh, you know a what is it a, a curveball, a wild card in the Big Twelve. Now. On to the Women's World Cup, because we're running a little bit short on time. And this is something I want to talk about. Team USA has been in it. They've been, they finished second in their group. They put on their worst performance in years. And everybody's talking about the coach, the coach, the coach. And I, I don't want to talk about that necessarily. I want to talk about mental fatigue. Mental fatigue. Not only has Team USA won two World Cups in a row. And there's not a lot of three-peats in the world of sports, by the way. There's not. Like, if you go, sure. go go throughout every sport, there's not a ton of three-peats. Not even Bama three-peated, and they own college football. There's not a lot of three-peats. You know why? Because teams get tired. Team, like, it's it's the Bulls, the Lakers, and those are the last two I can think of for a, for a long time. 
Now, and that that goes all the way back to the '90s, by the way. It it it's because it's such a grind to make it that far, time after time after time after time, and it weighs on you. And in this sport in particular, you're you're cycling players in and out. You have very few superstars that stay on the team throughout all three runs. Now you've got Megan Rapinoe and you've got Alex Morgan that have been on both teams. Uh, I think Kelly O'Hara may have been on, uh, pardon me, three teams. I think Kelly O'Hara may have been on all three teams, but outside of them, you don't have you, that's your veteran presence. It's a very young team USA and you've got, you know, Sophia Smith, Trinity Rodman, on these teams that are supposed to be the breakout players. Rose Lavelle was on last year's team. She's great. Jewel, or last year, last World Cup's uh, team. She's great. Julie Ertz was on last World Cup's team. She's great. But the problem here is they can't score. And lots of people are mad at them for celebrating the tie with Portugal, which was almost disastrous. They almost lost that game in extra time. In extra time, a ball went off the post for Portugal. And... Essentially, they made it to the knockout round by inches. Now they've got Sweden coming in. And my question is, should we be concerned about Sweden, Chelsea? Absolutely. I mean, there's only four teams left that have not been defeated yet in the pool play. Mm -hmm. um, Japan, England, Sweden, and Colombia. And Sweden, I mean, they're just dominating. And I think that you do have a point, especially... A, a kind of like in a little bit different way of what you were saying is that, you know, when you have these uh, just a handful of veteran players who have to reestablish new relationships and new playing styles with people who then cycle in and out. And it's four years between each event. It's kind mm -hmm. of like the Olympics, like doing it three times is really hard. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there is some, something just not gelling between between players and some communication and coordination because it just the offense just simply is not there for team usa and it's kind of sad but it is there for sweden they are they i don't i don't know what to say but they just look incredible on the field from every clip that i've seen they just really look like they are single they've just got one focus and they're moving as a unit on the field yeah, they're looking to win. Go ahead, Wes. U.S. is going to come through when it matters. That's your that's your uh, assessment. That's your take. They're, they're winning it all. Okay, they're winning yeah. it all. They're not going to be stopped. And I, w I will go back when you say uh, three peats. FC Bayern Munich has like nine in a row. Okay. It's fair. It's fair. But Thank to you. be also fair, their season doesn't extend into like a playoffs, a knockout round, a, a, a elite eight. Like they don't keep going. They just have the same amount of games every year to win that championship, right? Yeah. But in the sports yeah. where you play additional games to win championships, it doesn't happen. All right. So anyway, Wes, back to Colombia. Let's leave Bundesliga where it's at in Germany in the off season. USA. Uh, USA. <laughs> Let's focus on this young person, Linda Casado, who's been probably the best player in this year's World Cup. And I want to encourage everybody to wake up very early and just watch. They have, they have no need to win this game. So you know what? Scratch that. I want to in invite you all to watch her, but in their knockout round game, because they've already made the knockout round, watch Columbia play. Because they're not a well-supported team as far as soccer federations are concerned. No women's league really is. And if our women are fighting for higher wages and higher salaries on the pitch, 
Imagine what these women are going through. I think there was a situation with the Jamaica team where they weren't even put on the same flight. Like the team, the players weren't even put on the same flight to the World Cup. Jeez. And they've made the knockout stages by beating a powerhouse in Brazil. Well, they didn't beat them, but they drew them. And that made that made it so that Jamaica would make it through to the knockout stages as opposed to Brazil. And Brazil, yeah, Brazil's out. Yeah. Which so is crazy. Powerhouse gone. And that's the last point I really wanted to make today is support support this sport. I know it's on in a weird time zone. I know you're going to have to, you know, turn on your TV at 3 in the morning and pass out. Fine. But at least get the eyeballs on these on these games so these women can get paid because they are fantastic athletes and they are amazing at what they do and they deserve to be recognized. Linda Casado is only 18 years old and she's doing what she's been able to do in this year's World Cup. Go ahead, Wes. That's crazy. I was just going to say that's crazy. Super young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she's participated now. This is her third World Cup because she played in the 18 and under. She played in the 20 and under World Cup, and now she's in this World Cup. She's a rock star. She has full potential to be the best women's player in the world as she gets older and older. We are a year older, as you guys know. <laughs> we're pressing towards season two. We had to take a short break so we could prep and kind of figure out how we're going to frame up season two and what we're going to do. So now that we're there, I think we just did it normal. We rolled with how we always roll. We want to thank you all for tuning in each and every week. Remember, you can follow us at the Sad Fan Cast. You can follow us at the Sad Fan 12. You can follow us on YouTube at the Sad Fan Podcast Network. And you can follow us on TikTok at the Sad Fan. Thank Find you all so much. Find us on X. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much to Wes. Thank you so much to Chelsea for bringing all the information and the energy. We will see you guys next week here at the Sad Bear. <laughs>